It's Thursday, the 16th of February. Welcome to Afternoon Sports. Shadwicker here, joined, of course, by Shane Lee. How are we doing here, Shano? I'm doing well, Shad. Look, i got just a little, little uh, quirky article. Uh, J-Lo and, and Ben Affleck sitting um, at a, a ceremony the other night, and they both didn't look very happy. I just found out they've both got the, each other's initials tattooed on them. Have you ever done that for a lover, mate? I actually have a mate's name uh, tattooed on my ankle. A mate's name? Yeah, yeah. The name Harry yeah. inside of a love heart. I lost a bet. But um, <laughs> really, yeah, it's always caused issues in my dating life. I just tell people I'm a big Harry Styles fan, pretty much. <laughs> it wasn't a phase you were going through, mate. <laughs> Maybe I'm still going through it. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, look, today on the show, we've got to chat the uh, T20 Women's World Cup, the Australian India Tour, a bit of AFL news, and of course, some NRL. So let's get into it. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Afternoon sport. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com. Kicking off with some cricket, Shane. Australia, eight-wicket win over Bangladesh. Absolutely dominated them, really, in the end. Yeah, Australia are over another hurdle here in the, t- in the Women's T20 World Cup. A very small hurdle, I must say. Bangladesh only scored 107 runs for seven wickets. The Georgia Wareham's was our best of our bowlers with three for 20. And Meg Lanning, once again, leading from the front. 48 runs, 49 balls. And um, Alyssa Healy, 37 or 36. Just really, really cruising. That puts them already on the top of the table in front of Sri Lanka, New Zealand and Bangladesh. Yeah, and the T20 World Cup also has a bit of controversy going on at the moment. A bit of a spot-fixing allegation? Yes, well, apparently. So a, um, a former Bangladesh uh, player, uh, Sholi Akhtar, allegedly um, uh, contacted a current Bangladesh player, uh, Lata Modal, um, in a bid to do some spot-fixing. Um, that's where they just try and not rig the whole game itself, but... A part of the game that they might bowl a no ball in a certain um, part of the game, uh, but then she just did the right thing and formed um, the Bangladesh Cricket Board, and she's been reported. And this, this takes this will could lead to criminal charges. Wow, there you go. Um, yeah, huge. And like, look, speaking of criminal, what India has been doing with the pitches over on this tour <laughs> at the moment? has been outrageous, and now they're trying to ban photos of this second pitch. What's happening? Well, this is all down to the, the photos that got out prior to the first test, um, and they have a specific way of uh, preparing the wickets over there, and it will go down to sitting mm. there, uh, their spin bowlers. But this next test is in Delhi, which is the capital of India, um, and it looks very, very dry. I'd say it's probably as dry as a lime burner's boot this wicket, <laughs> and um, Australia, Australia, we haven't really got any answers. Stark's still not 100% fit. They reckon he still might play, even though he's not 100%, which is a real issue. He needs to get in the groove, Stark. And it looks like Kem Green is still very uncertain as well. So if Kem Green does come back and he'll replace Renshaw, who had a pretty ordinary game last game himself. Yeah, right. We're, we're in a bit of trouble over in mm. India, which is kind of what 
you and I kind of predicted this not little longer, not yeah. too long ago. Uh, there was a great photo as well of Dave Warner um, through the airport with the security guards in this test. <laughs> yeah, well, and apparently some Indian supporter yelled out, you've got more security guards than you've scored runs in <laughs> India. <laughs> I can see Dave Warner blowing up about that, but uh, not a bad sledge from the Indian guy. Yeah, not, right, not bad at all. Hey, uh, in golf, Tiger Woods is going to be heading to a Masters reunion, and I think a lot of eyes are going to be watching this one because there's PGA and Live Tour players all going to this event. Yeah, and we definitely know which side Tiger stands on. He stands on the traditional, on the uh, the PGA side. And he said, look, he's prepared to go to this reunion. Um, and he says it's crucial, he believes, for players to honour its traditions of the past while still acknowledging the impact of uh, you know, the two divisions now with uh, the PGA and, and LIV live. So, yeah. Tiger, very, very uh, staunch on the on the history of the game, that's for sure. And finally, uh, look, Super Rugby season is about to get started and Eddie Jones already saying that he's going to have the Wallabies hopefuls on edge. Well, Eddie Jones, as a coach, he has always has his players on edge. That's sort of the, he sort of works on fear. <laughs> he scares, scares his players. Yeah, no, no one ever feels um, that they're cemented in the team um, and that's the way he sort of has always operated his, um, his teams in the past. The thing that I do like what Eddie Jones is saying here is that, look, what's happened in the last two years, and some players, unfortunately, would have thought they've actually cemented their spots. Well, he's wiping the slate clean, and he said it's going to come down to he's going to pick on form and pick from club rugby, which is great, I think. Let's get back to that basic thing. But there's only five tests um, before he needs to name his 2023 World Cup squad. So, yeah, a lot of pressure on these players to... Yeah, the next five games are very, very important if they want to be part of this World Cup campaign. Yeah, it doesn't seem like enough tests to really pick an amazing squad to no. go into the World Cup with, so that's going to be a bit dangerous, I think. Uh, look, mm. let's take a quick short break, and then we've got to chat NRL and AFL up next. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back. Well, Shano, it pays to be an AFL player, doesn't it? The top earners list uh, has been released, showing a bit of a pay increase across the board with the average earning going up by a heap over 2022. Yeah, uh, the boost is directly due to deferred payments from the pandemic seasons, 2020-2021. So now you've got players earning more than a million dollars a year. There's 12 um, across the AFL. The big jump are players earning between $900,000 and a million. It's gone from three across the league to 12 as well. And also there's another mm-hmm. 14 that jumped into the bracket of 800 to 900K. And sitting right at the top of that list is our Sydney Swans legend, Lance Buddy Franklin, on $1.3 million a year. It's a big number. There you go. I think the average salary they were working out is nearly $400,000. So, you know, if you're in the uh, backyard kicking around the footy, mm-hmm. make sure it's the Sharon, I reckon. <laughs> that's a good idea. Isn't yeah. It? Uh, look, this is an interesting one that's come out at the moment. Obviously, we're still waiting 
on the AFL side of the Hawthorne racism report, but the author of it has been wrapped up in a fraud investigation. This is just um, it just gets from bad to worse. Like I, I know, Shad, we've spoken about this uh, a number of times on the show. Is that I wish the um, AFL would just address this issue correctly and um, and deal with it, and not sort of skate around and give other sort of PR stories to try and cover this up. But, yeah, it's, it's a real issue. The author, as you said, of the Hawthorne Racism Report is now on, on fraud investigation charges um, at, at the Aboriginal body itself. So, yeah, this is just going to get worse and worse and worse. Yeah, something that was already pretty yep. murky has now gotten yep. even even more sticky situation as well. And we're still waiting to hear what's happened with this King's Council that they were putting together. Yeah. So, God, it's such a mess. And I, I really am astonished that we're, we're about to start a season and there's still no word on it, which is just insane to me. Uh, let's turn to NRL. Uh, the Roosters will be working back a, almost a full-strength squad, but it seems like a yet another season where Luke Keery has some kind of issue. Yep, he missed the first uh, preseason game. This is game two, uh, and he is going to be set out again. Um, apparently it was due to a, he got his jaw knocked in training, so it's more precautionary. But you just want to think about the combinations and, and that team and how they're going to play. I'm assuming he's a big part of that combination when he's on the paddock. So uh, it's, it's not not ideal for the Roosters, but they go in fairly full strength for this one. Not to mention anything that's a head knock around Luke Keery you're always worried yeah. about because the guy has had that many concussions yeah. in his career. It's insane. Uh, and look, look, this is another crazy back and forth that we thought we would have had news on by now. Moses. It's now between two people. It's the Eels and the Tigers. But the money oh. is a giant gap. Yeah, look, it's all good for players to say, hand on heart, I want to be loyal to my club. I want to play for premierships. But he's been offered with the Eels to stay there at the number seven, a four-year contract at $1.1 million a year, with the Tigers now offering him a five-year deal at one3 So that's about a $2 million difference. That is a lot of loyalty. <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't matter where he wants to go to win his championship. It looks like money's not going to be the issue. No, that's you know, you that's right, I mean? yeah. But um, look, he's, I, I think just if he's going to stay at the Eels, he should just call it now and, and not try and prolong. And um, who's his manager? Is it Braith and Asta? Is he managing him as well? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. so. I think he's one of those. Yeah. Yeah. But where do you reckon, though? Like, because if, if, if it is chasing a title, he's 29, yep. so he's going into his 30s, which for halves is, is, is pretty prime. Mm. You, you go, okay, well, Parramatta have consistently been in the finals since pretty much since the Wooden Spoon in 2018. So is the Parramatta side your best chance of getting into the finals again? I feel like they're going to have a big drop-off. Then you look at the Tigers and you go, well, they're making moves and they seem to have smarter heads there and they've got a coaching progression plan. It looks like the most organised the Tigers have been ever. Yeah, but... The, so you go, who's going to give you best chance in the next you know, five I, years? I, I would stay at the Eels if I was him. I, I think he's, if he wants to win a premiership, his best chance is there. I think Tigers... But they've got no money. If he signs, yeah. they've got no money to get him great players mm. around him. Why don't it? Well, let's be real. They're going to have two halves that are in the million-dollar marks. Well, yeah, but if he signs with the Tigers, that, that's a big big clump as well. They're not going to be any good towards the end of his career there. Yeah, but they're paying, they're paying no one yeah. anything. Yep. Like, you know yep. what I mean? Like, he's going to be playing alongside Brooks, who's probably still sitting on his 400-year contract. Yep. <laughs> like, and he's gone. He's going to go. I don't know. I, I feel like maybe I reckon the Tigers is, is the okay. better option for him. But I don't know. We'll have to wait and see, I guess. <laughs>
Well, that's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. And before we go, a big thank you to the sponsors. Yeah, fantastic sponsors. Barclay, Pierce Capital. They're only a phone call away. And, of course, Dan McHugh, our producer, will be back again tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts, like Strive Stronger with Andrew May. Listen in as Andrew May explores the latest in human performance with an all-star cast of subject matter experts. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com.